Hello, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Coffee Chat, where I talk about the important things. My name is Jen, and I'll be your host. So I'd like to begin my marvelous podcast by reading a marvelous book. It's called I'm a Goddess. I wrote it. Um, took about two years to write, and I'm very proud of it. And if you're interested in buying it, it's on Amazon. The link is in the description, and I would very much appreciate it. So without any further ado, let's get started with chapter one, the good news. Explosions. They happen with seemingly nothing to cause them. Stars hang to torch the night sky. Red and blue planets dance in space. Flowers bloom. People fall in love. We are born and then we die. What is the meaning of all of this? Why are we here? And like what most people wonder, what is the meaning of life? All of these answers will come to a young lady named Eva, who is ordinary and yet so very unordinary. In the beginning, there was nothing, a black, emptiness-saturated space. There was nothing except for God. He was strong and exceedingly handsome. He had long golden locks and a white robe that shone like the sun. He always existed alone and captivated by his thoughts. Why am I here? He wondered. Who am I? He spent all of his past eternity simply trying to figure out these two questions out. With each passing day, he realized more and more of not only who he was, but what he was capable of. He could make his fists flash with lightning. He made snow swirl about him like an ethereal dance. One day, in the mystery of eternity, he felt a sinking sensation within his heart. He knew he was sad. It's because I'm alone, isn't it, he thought. But wait, I'm not alone. Who do I sense? The sudden burst of hope led him on a journey to wander through space. He went on endlessly. No matter how quickly he sped up or how slowly he lingered, it was always the same. It was just nothingness. But then, as if it were destiny, he was stopped in his tracks. There was this beautiful, bright light. Whatever this light was, it glowed with the essence of gold and the pastel sapphire. Wonder filled his heart as he flew as fast as he could towards it. And the closer he got, the more the light faded. And thus, a planet was revealed called Dea Domus. It was a paradise of exotic plants, trees and flowers. Massive waterfalls fell and the rivers that formed from it gracefully flowed through all the forests and meadows. It was like a rainforest, beautiful and serene, except this one was very quiet. There were no people or even animals of any kind in it yet. The only sound one could hear was the faint trickling of water. As God descended like a star and landed in a meadow filled with fragrant and carefully crafted flowers, he took in the first sight he ever saw. It's beautiful. He was filled with emotion. But how did this place get here, he wondered. Suddenly, he heard something that he himself did from time to time, singing. He could make out the words as he stepped closer. I don't know you or where you are from. But divine one, you are my love. I've dreamed of you coming to me from above. When we meet, we'll stay together. We'll be together forever. 
God beheld a beautiful woman sitting on a tree limb. Who are you? he asked softly. When she saw him, she was a bit startled. But then she smiled, as if she wasn't that surprised at all. I am Kalila. Who are you? she asked as she got down from her wondrous flower throne. She gazed into the eyes of the one who would one day be her beloved, and her soft, tender eyes beamed through God's soul. She had wavy brown hair that twirled in the calm, gentle wind. She too, as if it were by chance, wearing a white robe and had a golden wreath on her head. She began to slowly walk towards him. He was surprised that she would come near him and hesitated. I, I am Dominus, he replied. Dominus and Kalila looked deeply into one another's eyes, and then, with no warning, they smiled out of sheer joy and embraced one another. Please stay with me forever, he whispered as he held her close to his chest. I will, Kalila said with a broken voice and a soft smile. They held each other for what seemed like an eternity. For the very first time in their lives, they were truly happy and complete. They both glowed with an, with an intense, bright light, and their hearts became one. God's li lips pressed gently against Kalila's. Behold, they have found what they were searching for for all eternity, the meaning of life. And that's exactly why you should get a boyfriend, Eva's father said, chuckling as he sipped on some coffee. Eva just stared him down with one of her annoyed looks, and then just smiled sarcastically. Dad, you are never going to get me to marry, not even by one of your many handed-down stories. Eva said as she took a bite out of her cookie. It was coffee time in a little cottage town in rural Spain. The town was bustling with villagers who were going about their daily lives. This place was traditional, with just a touch of technology. Eva was a cute 15-year-old girl with long, silky brown hair, and she had a slender figure. She sort of had a baby face, so people always mistook her for being younger. But Eva only saw that as an opportunity to get away with childish things. She lived with her father, Craig, her mother, Bertha, her brother, Miguel, and two of the most adorable dogs you'd ever see, Spud and Tater. Spud was a spunky Jack Russell, and Tater was a warm-hearted beagle. These two dogs were the light of Eva's life. They meant everything to her, and she just shrugged off anyone who ever told her that she fondled over them too much, since they were just dogs. Eva had a big heart, but she kept that to herself most of the time. But Eva, if you don't marry, then how will you be cared for? We can't take care of you forever, you know. Bertha said as she started putting the dishes away. Mother, I'm not saying I'll never marry. I'm just waiting for true love, Eva said in a dreamy voice, but then picked up Tater and sighed as she said, I just believe there's no such thing. Just be patient, Eva. He'll find you, Craig said with a smile. I doubt it. Hello, everyone. I'm back from work, Miguel said as he barged in and took off his muddy shoes. Why are you late? You missed coffee, Bertha said with her hands on her hips. Well, I, uh, Miguel muttered, rubbing the back of his neck. Mother, Miguel is a man now. He just wants to spend more time with his girlfriend, Eva said. That woman is seriously your girlfriend now? She has no money. Society will frown on you, my son. 
Mother, I love her, and I will save up every last cent I earn to buy a house so that I could make her my wife, Miguel said as he stared intensely into his mother's eyes. Bertha just sighed in frustration and walked away. Son, Craig said as he put his hand on Miguel's shoulder, never mind your mother. Marry for love. Miguel paused for a moment and then said, I will, father. He smiled with newly found confidence from his father's words. There's still some daylight left. I think I'll take the dogs for a walk in the forest, Eva said as she walked out of the door with the dogs following eagerly behind her. Why don't you make some real friends? Craig asked as he sat back down on his old leather chair. They are real friends, Eva shouted as she shut the door. It was sunset on a beautiful autumn's day. The red and yellow leaves crunched under Eva's feet as she whimsically headed towards the entrance of the forest. The rich golden light beamed through the tall barren trees. Eva would have walked more slowly to breathe in the cool, crisp air. However, she sped up so that she could catch up to Spud and Tater, for they were competing, it would seem, to see who could mark the most territory. It was quiet, with the birds softly chirping and the river slowly flowing by. Eva sighed as she turned around to look back at the village. I wonder what adventures await us beyond this place, Eva thought. I want to see what the entire world looks like, but how will I do that? I have no money of my own. And on top of that, how can I be a famous rock star in a place like this? For being a rock star was Eva's dream. She sighed again and shook it off. All right, time for us to head back, Eva called out. Eva glared as the dogs who were barking at a deer that paid them no mind. As they headed back, Eva looked up to see the first few stars that glistened in the twilight, twilight sky. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, she said as she smiled at her dogs. My favorite part about this town has always been that we have always been like one big happy family. We celebrate anything and everything together, and we always manage to change it up somehow. I wonder what will be different about this year, Eva wondered as she walked by such elegant cottages until she reached her house. I'm home, Eva announced as the dogs scurried inside to play. Welcome home, dear. You're just in time for dinner. Bertha said as she set the table. Smells good. What are we having? Well, her mother began with a smile, as this was literally her favorite thing to talk about. We're having a scrumptious tortilla de patata with pork sandwiches, jam-packed with jamón. Sounds wonderful. Let me help you set the table, Eva said as she gathered the plates and set them. The dogs curled up by the fireplace as the family ate their supper. My dear children, your mother and I have wonderful news, Craig announced as he rose from the table. Really? What is it? Eva asked with much excitement. We're moving. What? Miguel and Eva exclaimed, with Eva smiling and Miguel looking rather pale. Why? Miguel asked with frustration in his voice. Because I can no longer work here. There is a new electrician that just moved in the village, and he has a lot more experience than I do, so no one wants to hire me anymore. What will we do then? asked Miguel. We will move to the suburbs. Oh, that's not too far away, Miguel said, a bit relieved. 
of America. Huh? Miguel gasped. Eva, Miguel, for the longest time, I wanted a better life for us. And in America, I really believe that we can have that. So what if you can make more money in America? We're happiest right here in Spain. Look, son, broaden your horizons. In America, you can go to a great college. And if you would still rather live here, you could always come back when you're finished, Craig replied as he started puffing on his pipe. But what's wrong with living in the suburbs of Spain? Nothing's wrong with it. It's only that I feel more confident landing a job in the land of opportunity. But what about Annabelle? Miguel asked with utter despair in his tone. Oh, my son, Craig said as he paused, rubbing his beard. How about this? You'll be... You'll legally be an adult next year, so I suggest you choose one of the following two options. You can either stay behind, and I can ask our good neighbor Paul if he will take you in, or, his father hesitated, then said, you may ask Annabelle if she'd like to come and stay with us. Craig? Bertha blurted out. Really? You mean it, Dad? Ah, so that's the real reason you wanted to stay behind, isn't it? Eva said, giggling. Craig, we can't just trust Miguel to be alone with a girl. We both know what will happen, Bertha objected. I trust Miguel, and so should you, Craig said a bit sternly. Bertha looked absolutely flustered, but deep down she felt a bit ashamed for not trusting her son. She began to rub her forehead. Miguel, if this girl comes with us, do you promise... Yes, I promise that nothing will happen, Miguel said. Bertha let out a long sigh, then said, Very well, she may come. Everybody began to cheer and applaud. Even Bertha managed to smile a little. Does anyone else have any other objections? Craig asked as he looked around intently. Nope, Eva declared. Then it's settled. We're officially moving and we leave first thing in January. Everyone let out another cheer as they began to feel the excitement of the situation. Even Tater and Spud took interest in all the commotion and started walking around, wagging their tails. This is so exciting! I've never been to America before! Eva began. I've only ever learnt about it in school. It'll be a long plane ride from here, I'm sure. And, oh my gosh, I've never been on a plane before! Eva rambled on as she paced the floor back and forth. There goes Eva again, Miguel laughed. But she's right, this is pretty awesome. I'll be able to buy Annabelle and I the house of our dreams, Miguel said rather boldly. And I'll be able to be a famous singer and travel the world with my little schmookums, Eva said, hugging the dogs. And I'll be able to have a stable job, Craig laughed. But we can still retire at a nice beach somewhere, my dear, Bertha said as she gave Craig a peck on the cheek. Yes, perhaps in another ten years or so, he said, patting her hand. Oh, don't ruin the moment. My dear, I'm only being realistic. So what's our new home going to be like? Eva asked curiously as she sat back down. I have my eyes set on a quaint brick house with a great big backyard for the dogs to enjoy. It'll be in a lovely neighborhood that just so happens to sit only a mile away from your new high school. And... Craig added as he lifted his finger, there's a reputable college for Miguel to attend that's only half an hour away. Wow, you thought of everything, Dad, 
Eva smiled. Heh, well, yes, I only want what's best for our family, Craig said humbly, then added, when we get there, I want you both to follow your dreams, no matter what they may be, and your mother and I will retire at the beach, Bertha interrupted. But what about our friends? And our family won't exactly get to visit from Hereth anymore, asked Miguel. Miguel, sometimes when you dream, you must make sacrifices. Fate made this move necessary. But don't worry, we'll come back to visit, I promise. Everything will be all right, you worry too much, Eva laughed as she rested her hands behind her head. Heh, and you don't worry enough. Miguel replied as he walked past her, messing up her hair. Hey! Oh, who wants pumpkin pie? I'll be baking another batch tonight for tomorrow's Thanksgiving festival. In other words, don't even think about waking up for a midnight snack, Bertha said. Don't worry, we won't. So I'll have some now, please, Eva said, always having enough room in her gut for desserts. None for me, thanks. I gotta wake up early for work tomorrow. Miguel said as he headed towards his room. I'm glad I don't gotta worry about work, Eva said as she took a bite. You will someday, her father said, puffing away on his pipe. Well, if you thoroughly enjoy what you're doing, then it is no longer work, Eva said. That's true, Craig smiled. I hope all your dreams come true, Eva. I'm sure they will, she said ever so confidently. You know, I have something to share that I have never told you before. Really? What? Well, Craig began as he got comfortable in his chair. Ever since you were born, I noticed that there was something, well, special about you. For one thing, you were laughing on the day that you were born. Craig said, chuckling as he reached over for his newspaper. Laughing? Eva was perplexed. How peculiar. Why do you think I did so, father? Maybe there was something you were happy about, he replied as he flipped a page. And ever since then, you were always happy. Not most people are like that, Eva. Hmm, maybe I was just born an optimist, she said laughing. Maybe, Craig said. Eva excused herself from the table and made her way to the living room. She curled up on the couch with some piping hot apple cider. She wrapped herself up with a warm, cozy blanket as she turned on the television to watch her favorite soap opera. Her dogs jumped up on the couch to cuddle with her. Things are finally turning around, you guys, Eva said, taking a long sip. America, here we come.